Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. You know that thrill you get from being scared by a good campfire story? That feeling when the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? The Weirdings Podcast is all about that feeling. We present real stories from listeners about the supernatural, spooky, or downright strange. And we do some of our own research into these weird tales and present what we find. Join us for a good scare on Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast, and Radio Addict, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or check out our Facebook or our webpage at Weirdings. Just don't listen at night. See you there. (laughs) Greetings, listeners, and thank you for joining us for another episode of this freaky show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travesty, and with me around the cauldron this evening. Awkward God! And the Freak Joe. And this episode of this Freaky Show is brought to you by Fire Pit Bar and Grill, Pilton, Illinois. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant, it offers a burger and beer for just $7.99 every Monday and Wednesday. Check out Fire Pit Bar and Grill. You can find them on Facebook at Fire Pit Bar or on their website, firepitbar.com. This episode is also brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. If you want a high-quality tie for a low-quality price, check out WeAreDapperTies.com. That's WeAreDapperTies.com. And make sure you use the discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, to get free shipping on your order. We are one week away from our 100th episode. That's exciting. Nice. It's very exciting. I'm... I'm happy for this milestone. It it felt like one of the things that seemed so far away, but when we started inching closer to it, it doesn't seem like that much time has flown by at all. No, it's it really weird. hasn't. No, it's. I mean, it's weird to think that like two years have gone by since we started doing this. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Which is also weird because it also means I've been in my house for two years, and it doesn't feel like that long at all um, either. Dang, you're right. I know. I mean, time flies, but yeah, it does. I know. It's like crazy, but we are here. This is uh, episode three of this freaky show, which means it is episode ninety-nine of this freaking show. Uh, three of five for the celebration of Halloween throughout the month of October, which just means uh, we are halfway through the yeah, about halfway through. Let's say fucking. Let's say the twelfth. 15th 15th yeah we are literally like halfway day, through literally halfway through to celebrate halloween and also colin's 29th birthday not 30th not 30th <laughs> it's a big two nine but yes uh halfway through the um the month of october um continue on with our celebration of halloween which i'm super excited which that means um this episode, we're also going to have another story uh, from the Freak Joe, uh, Freaky Tales, which is super duper exciting. Um, also, um, something else was happening. What the fuck was it? I don't know. I don't know either. This is not. Oh no, never mind. Uh, we are not doing Follow Your Star this week because we'll be announcing. Um, yeah, we're doing it next week. Yeah, super excited for that announcement. Um, also for next week, uh, for the 100th episode, we are having uh, a few guests on. 
uh, previous guests who are coming on to celebrate with us, so I'm super excited about that. And they're going to play a game with us, so I'm super, super excited about that. That is going to be awesome. It's going to be very fun. I'm, I'm very I'm, much uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Get, uh, get a couple people uh, back on here. Got people who I feel that uh, really helped uh, make this freaking show what it really is. And I'm not talking about just us and Derek, but I mean the amazing guests that we have on, as well as uh, the three people that we're going to have on uh, next week, because I feel like they really uh, helped us become like our own in, our, in their own little ways. Maybe that's just me that feels that way. I'm not sure. Anyways, I, I definitely guys... feel that way. There was just a really loud car driving by. So I put myself on mute. <laughs> Fucking automobiles. <laughs> but how are you guys? What's new with you? What is going on with you guys? Huh. Very little, much to be honest with you. Exciting weekend. It's, it's been a very boring week. Yeah. You know, and it's weird to think, like, you know, like, I remember, like, being younger, like, October was probably, like, the one of the most active months of my life because of like the haunted houses and everything like that they have here i just haven't i don't think i can't remember the last time i went to like a haunted house like i honestly cannot remember for the life of me i think it had to have been like four years ago yeah it's been at least that long for me as well i think i went with uh maddie and her dad's family uh before we got married like a couple of years before we got married like we were still in purdue Oh really? Yeah. Right. So we should actually, rectify that. We should go to a, we should go to a haunted house. Yeah, actually, I actually kind of stand quick because I did go to a haunted house last year. Now that I remember, I think mine was when I was in high school. Still, jeez, was it Statesville uh, or or no? It was my dad took me and Andre down to I want to say Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, Lafayette, Indiana, um, to like an old hospital that they were doing a um, haunted house in. Interesting. And we, uh, there was a dog and suds. Nice. There a pup and suds that we stopped at. And we also saw Cox Pub, which <laughs> at the time we found was hilarious, but honestly it's not that funny anymore. <laughs> I, I still think it's funny. <laughs> Dick jokes. Dick yeah. jokes. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I do stand correct. I did go to a haunted house last year, um, Hell's Gate in Lockport. I do remember doing that because that was the first time I went to a haunted house, I think, since I went to uh, Reaper's Realm. Mm. Out, uh, it was in Indiana. I can't remember the town in Indiana. But Hammond, I think it might have been. Sure. Um, that that was like 2012, I think. So there was like a good five year gap between haunted houses. But what's weird is like, like when I heard about Hell's Gate, like I was excited because it was a different haunted house, like in the area. Because for years, the only one I knew about was like Statesville, because mm. that was like the big one. But I mean, when I drive to work now and I'm going down the highway and seeing all these billboards, I mean, there are so many different haunted houses just in Illinois now. I mean, and there's one that is almost similar. I'm trying to remember the name of the haunted house I mentioned uh, last year during the, this freaky show. Uh, it's the one that was out in California that they're going to build out here where, like, you have to sign, like, a waiver and go through, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, 
right? And like, and like they could do like whatever they want to, like you know, bind you up and like pour like actual like animal blood on you and shave your head and shit like that. Um, obviously that haunted house never made it to Illinois, but they do still have it out in California. But there is a haunted house in Illinois that um, does have the whole signing the waiver and they could touch you uh, situation. Um, I think it's I think it's the thirteenth floor. Nice. Trying to remember the name of it because I know there's the thirteenth floor, which is new to me, and also the basement uh, that is also new. But I mean, it's just, it's just, I I just like the fact that there are more options than other than Statesville. And I'm not saying Statesville is a horrible haunted house, but it's one of the things like I mean, you can only do so much in the area, I guess, that they do it. That it almost comes repetitive because I don't think they really change it up much. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, and obviously when they opened up Statesville and they originally started doing the haunted houses, the Statesville uh, haunted house is actually in the old prison. Right. But now it's, but now they just build it out in like the middle of a cornfield off the highway. And I know when the last time I went to them, um, I think I was fucking, last time I went to Statesville, I was like maybe 18, 19 years old, but they divided the house in two. So instead of paying for like one big ass haunted house, you had to pay twice to go to two smaller haunted houses. Mm. That's how to get your money. Yep. And uh, but yeah, like one was like like prison like, and then the other one was like a clown house or some shit like that. Weird. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan. I mean, regardless, I mean, the whole being like you know not a fan of scary movie shit. Um, mm-hmm. I do like haunted houses. Don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Hey, I'll... T- tomorrow is a cheap day at that thirteenth floor. It's only twenty bucks. <laughs> oh, shit. that's a cheap day. <laughs> that's the cheapest. What's uh? What's a normal ticket there? Uh, it looks. I mean, weekday is twenty six. Friday is thirty, and then Saturday is thirty two ninety nine. Oh, okay. See, when you said like twenty bucks being the cheapest, I assumed it was like a half price thing. You know, it was like almost like forty five dollars, so you gotta get in normally. Oh, which no. I mean, which I mean, I think the, I think the Hell's Gate one I went to. Like, if you get like the fast pass, which I mean, it's always better to get the fast pass in any haunted house you go to. Um, I think that was like thirty six bucks. I want to say forty five. I think forty five might have been too much. I think it was like thirty six bucks because I think it was originally like twenty something to get in. But if you paid an extra twelve dollars to get the fast pass, then you could go through like the fucking lines and shit like that. I guess they have the fast pass here, but the for ten dollars. But then they have skip the line for twenty. Hmm. And I guess they had a special event uh, this previous Friday. Hmm. Nice. Good for them. Because that was a special day. Do you guys know what it was? It was Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Exactly. Which actually reminds me, I did do one exciting thing this week, which was go to Six Flags for Fight Fest on Friday the 13th. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was kind of lame this year, though. It was a bit bit of a letdown. Well, I wonder if, I mean, you heard what happened. (laughs) No, I didn't. Something happened? Uh, (laughs) I guess some teens... Oh, you mentioned it. Yeah, Teens we talked about a, it. An old couple. What? I don't remember this at all. There, oh, there, there, there was, was a... teenagers that beat up uh, some people that were in the line. 
because mm-hmm. the teen started skipping lying. Oh, geez. No, I, I don't yeah. remember this at all. Yeah. When did we talk about this? Uh, like three weeks ago. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple in like their 50s, did a teenage son, and then this group of eight kids were kind of lying. The dad said something. And then, like, the teenagers, which the oldest teenager, I think, was, like, 19, and the rest of them were underage, just started beating up the, uh, they, I think they hit the kid, the dad stepped in, they started beating up the dad, and then they just started beating up the mom as well. Jeez. Nine teens arrested after family attacked at Great America. Yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. Well, still, I don't know what that would have to do with, like, the, the subdued nature of the performers there this year. Oh well. Yeah, that was that was what sucked. It was just the the performers were like they weren't they weren't scary at all. Like I don't usually find them frightening, but like they were literally like laughable this year. You know, to the point where like they'd walk up and try to scare you, and I actually like I I scared one of them because <laughs> because he, he walked up and I I was just like boo, and he was like ah and walked away from me. <laughs> like, I think. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I just I couldn't stop myself because we were walking through fog. <laughs> oh yeah. well. I I think one of the biggest things like when it comes to, I think like Six Flags Great America, and I think it's like a perfect reference to what uh, to pro wrestling because mm-hmm. I'll do whatever I can to reference pro wrestling into life, anyways. Um, <laughs> so WWE became really PG because of the era they're growing up in to make mm. it like some things are too offensive and shit like that. Um, I, I think I think Six Flags is kind of getting that way. Is they want to become more PG, more Disneyland like. Mm, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid, but I understand because they can make more money doing that because you get a bigger audience. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I think when it comes to Six Flags and Fright Fest and everything, like I think they want to draw in like the younger kids who want to see like that colorful spider or like. You know, that Wicked Witch, who's not really wicked, like, more like a Maleficent after she, like, kind of realized she was being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was literally, like, a uh, a zombie dance party or something at one point uh, as we were walking by. They were, like, singing the Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture, and, the like, a bunch of kids were, like, joining in with it, and it looked like a lot of fun if you're, like, a family with young kids, but I'm not. So... <laughs> I thought it was pretty lame. Yeah, I went one year when um I was dating my uh, my last girlfriend, and I mean it was all right. I it wasn't horrifying, mm-hmm. but I mean like I guess like I I guess the creepiest part of it was um the saw haunted house that probably like kind of freaked me out a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean yeah, other than that, I mean like it's really like children base i think more than anything mm-hmm. yeah. i mean family family why i think that'd be great like if there's a family if you have a group of kids like i think more like high school age if like a group of friends went but i think when you get to like our age and mm-hmm. shit like that you're walking around and like you know like you don't have kids and shit like that or you're almost 30 and shit it's right. kind of like it's like i should be at home watching the fucking news right now because yeah yeah. yeah, I mean the rides were great. I really had a good time mm-hmm. riding the rides, and uh, it was because it was a Friday night. Like no one was there, so that was cool too. So the lines were pretty short. Um, 
And it was a rainy Friday night, so double bonus points there. But I don't know. It was just a couple of years ago we went, and it was a really good time. And and like the performers were good, and the like. Uh, so every year they have like a storyline that's happening around the the fright fest, and it starts like from like uh, as soon as the sun sets or whatever. Um, it starts at like six o'clock. Maybe it's not the sunset, but at six o'clock, it switches over from the regular Six Flags Day to the Fright Fest Day, and they have like a like a performance that happens where it's like the demons are being unleashed from hell or whatever. And we missed that this year, so that might be part of it too. Mm-hmm. So like, I just I don't know what the storyline was supposed to be, and then on top of that, it was just like like eh, nobody's scary. I'm not, I like, I don't know. The the scariest thing is supposed to be like the chainsaw guys who chase you around. But like, they don't have chains on those chainsaws. They can't hurt you. I just don't get it. Yeah. It just doesn't freak me out. And it bums yeah, me it was... out, right? Because it makes me feel like some kind of Halloween Scrooge. <laughs> there was a, there was one haunted house I went to and I, Colin, I want to say you might've been there, but I could be wrong. Oh, actually, no. If you if you haven't been to a house, and you may not have been there. Um, I remember Case Simpson was there, Sherry was there, and uh, I can't remember who else was there. But anyways, it was weird because there was this one guy, like in like him, you know, fucking, you know, it was like basically Leatherface, but not so much Leatherface. But he had a chainsaw, and he was chasing us like out of like the graveyard thing, and like Sherry was fucking losing her mind to it. <laughs> but when you sit there and look at the chainsaw, it like it doesn't have a blade on it. Right. So it's like he's just running at us with noise. <laughs> yep. Yeah, with a motor and the smell of gas. Yeah. It's like, I get safety, but I'd be like, come on, dude. But like, realize you can't have a fun. I mean, I know you're not going to really kill me with a fucking chainsaw. If a guy ran at me with a chainsaw blade on, I'm going to assume it's real life and I would have to defend myself. But if you're coming at me with a fake fucking toy, I'm, it's like, God, come on. Totally with you. Even you know what though, honestly, even if it were like a literally just a like a fake plastic chain that couldn't cut you, but it it was there, mm-hmm. like that would that would be it's better. Nothing. I would be into that, but eh. yeah, but I also gotta think. Or I mean, I, I know you will, but some people don't pay that much detail to that, right? That's true. I, they're just going off the noise. I mean, they know the sound of chainsaw, so they're gonna. Yeah, fears based on that. It's also like like the noise plus the liability. I'm just like I I know too much about liability on companies now, and so it's just like you can't you can't cut me with a chainsaw. So why am I afraid of you? Yeah. Well, and that, and that's a weird thing. And I I noticed that between uh, going to so going to Hell's Gate, I I knew I saw one thing different than compared to like Statesville and all the other ones. All the other ones I ever went to, they mentioned you know they sit there and they give you the whole like spiel and run down like right before you actually enter the haunted house you mm. know like follow the lines don't wander off you know don't touch the actors and the actors won't touch you or don't touch the characters the characters like when they when you use those phrases you kind of you know, you know take away from you know the, right you know the whole thought of it because now they're actors or now they're characters you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you go to hell's gate they tell you like keep your damn hands to yourself you know they don't tell you like not to touch people you know, they're saying they're like, for your own safety, keep your hands to yourself. Do not attack anybody because you may be attacked yourself. Which obviously, if you attack someone, then they're just going to drag you out. They're not going like, to fucking kill you. But I think I think 
you're wording it that way gives you a better feel for when you're going into the haunted house. Yeah. And for me, the best, my, my favorite part of the haunted house is like when you're all in that room and they kind of do like the initial, like animatronic, like, um, introduction mm-hmm. because they're getting a lot better with that, you know, rather than just like standing in like a dark hallway, waiting for everyone to line up and then tell you to go through a doorway. I mean, now more often, like there's like a guy on a stage or a demon on a stage, like, you know, giving you like more of an intro or a history of a, you know, this haunted house and shit like that. It makes it more exciting. Yes. And the one with Hell's Gates, like, I mean, they have people like characters that kind of like join your group while you're not like really paying attention and shit. Like there was, yeah. a, there was, there was one dude, like he, he was in front of uh, me and my, uh, my friends, uh, Nina and her husband, uh, they were going ahead of us. And so while we're walking everything, this girl kind of like creeps out of like this walkway, startles the girl for a little. And uh, the boyfriend kind of like reaches back to grab her hand and she ends up grabbing the character's hand and doesn't realize it <laughs> for like probably a good like 50 to 75 feet. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Until until he turns around, realizes it's not his girlfriend. And his girlfriend didn't say shit either, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, good on her. Wife that girl. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, it's shit like that that makes it more entertaining. And I think of all of them between Hell's Gate and uh, Reaper's Realm and Statesville, I love Hell's Gates more because it's newer, first of all, which is always better. Like, difference a little bit better. Uh, but also, I mean, to get more involved, and it's 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 something that you don't have to have repetitive. Uh, repetitive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, uh, we should go to a haunted house this year. We still need to. Uh, we still need a tour through that uh, cemetery in Morris. Yeah. What are you doing this week? Working. Uh, working. Yeah. Through me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got work all week. Yeah, but yeah, I, see. I mean, I'm free on the weekends. Uh, well, you'd want to go at night anyway, right? I want to go when we can legally go. Oh. <laughs> I don't, we'll have to figure out the answer to that question later on. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the last thing I want to do is creep through haunted, or not haunted, but creep through, uh, you know, a cemetery at night when you're not supposed to be there, because that's when shit goes wrong. <laughs> it only goes wrong if you're dumb about it. Word. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I do agree with you there. If you are dumb about it, bad things happen. But also, when you're breaking the law, things happen too. Because I think there's a law that you're not supposed to be in a cemetery. No, no, no. I, I understand that. No, there is. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a state law, but a lot of the cemeteries I've been to, like you can't be there before the sun goes up, and you can't be in there after the sun goes down. Huh. Yeah. I think that's actual law. Or it's a rule, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a cemetery that says, you know, 24 hours sign on the uh, gate out front. Yeah. You know, but That's if fair. there did, I want to see it. Um, but no, we definitely got to do that. And I would love to go to a haunted house and shit like that. Like, I mean, and there's so many different haunted houses now. Like, I was trying to pull up a list of uh, the top haunted houses in Illinois and obviously Statesville on here, but there's also Fear City in Chicago, which is kind of weird because, um, it's a 40,000 square foot interactive um, fear city. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, use a motion picture, sound, motion picture special effects, 
reclaimed sets, and sound stages, and more than 50 actors, Fierce City takes willing participants on a FAUX's foe, right? Foe, yeah, yep. Foe. Full L train ride through graffitied alleys, a junkyard, slaughterhouse, Chicago airport, and Wrigley Field. The undead either entertain those waiting in line during the haunting season in October. That sounds awesome. See, you know what? I want to click on the website to look at these, but I don't want the noise to come through and ruin the uh, recording. But, I mean, that probably sounds like one of the more fun ones. Because it's like it's it's not just a haunted house, but I mean you're on a fake L train, mm-hmm. touring like the parts of Chicago. Uh, Basement of the Dead is one I I heard a lot about. The picture on this is fucking creepy as hell. Um, in the early 1960s, the largest laundry company in Aurora, Illinois, suffered a boiler explosion that maimed employees. It's said that some of the vowed, some of them vowed revenge and returned every year to the Basement of the Dead haunted house located on the very site of the 42nd West New York Street. Spinning rooms, wafting fog, deafening music, and convincing actors add up to a distressly good haunt, Fridays through Sunday in October, include Halloween night. God. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many of them. There's Statesville, Torment of 1200, Raven's Grin Inn. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, McPike Mansion. Uh, there's so many haunted houses. I mean, like, I think we should try to like make a goal and visit a new haunted house every year. I'm into that. We should try. We should try to do that. That sounds. We awesome. should get. We should get Colin to go through that one in uh, California. Yes. Yeah, I want to do that. I would pay. <laughs> I'll pay for you to do it, Colin. You have no fear, man. I want to do it out of fear. I do it out of. I just choose not to do that. Because yeah. I don't want people shaving my head and pouring blood on me. Yeah, you probably put things in your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, no. I mean, we definitely got to check out Haunted House. We definitely got to check out that cemetery uh, because I don't know the stories about it just creeps me out. But it's like it's one of those stories that like you don't hear much about that cemetery. You know. Like you hear about, you know, Bachelors Grove and Resurrection Cemetery and all that shit, but I never heard about this haunted cemetery in Morris until I read this article. And uh, I don't know how I forgot about it last year, and I'm so glad for Facebook having the uh, on this day shit that kind of brought back uh, that to my attention. Mm-hmm. So we definitely need to plan for that. That sounds awesome. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, it seems a little cheaper here at the. Uh basement of the dead i mean in a way general admissions 25 but they have the vip for 45 oh well sign me up (laughs) we're uh we're gonna have to um well it'll be a process we'll get we'll get that together yeah that sounds good that'll be fun yeah yeah, one other thing I want to do, which isn't like Halloween season, um, but it's year round, is the haunted tour of Chicago. Hmm. Uh, my sister went on it for school and everything. And actually, uh, a teacher that me and Con had in high school um, used to 
uh, be the tour guide. I'm not so sure if she is anymore, but then she was. And it's amazing. Like, you go on a bus and you can drink and they drive you around uh, fucking Chicago. That sounds that? awesome. Uh, Rintoul. Oh, Rintoul. Yeah. Uh, she was, um, she did ghost stories. I mean, actually, Mead, the other English teacher, was actually a ghost hunter. Yeah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Rintoul, yeah, she's talking. I mean, and one of the things, like in our class, uh, a lot. When uh, we kind of got done with everything, she would read like uh, ghost stories. She would have her own freaky tales. So nice. I mean, that was pretty cool too. But yeah, I mean, she was big into ghosts and everything, and a lot of people gave her shit about it. But she definitely uh, had a belief in it, which is, I mean, it's awesome. It's, uh, I definitely want to do that Chicago tour. I was supposed to do it like years ago. I actually got the. Uh, group on Ford and completely forgot all about it. Mm. But that's something we could do and not even have to worry about, you know, a deadline for it to be in October. That's true. So but um you know, uh since I mentioned it, uh Joey, I know it's kinda early, but do you feel like uh reading your freaky tale? Sure. Cool. The floor is yours, sir. All right. Today's freaky tale is once again brought to you by Edgar Allan Poe. And it is the cask of Amontillado. The thousand injuries of Fortunato I had borne as best I could. But when he ventured upon insult, I vowed revenge. You, who so well know the character of my soul, will not suppose, however, that gave utterance to a threat. At length I would be avenged. This was a point definitely settled. But the very definitiveness with which it was resolved precluded the idea of risk. I must not only punish, but punish with impunity. A word, a wrong, is unredressed when retribution overtakes its redresser. It is equally unredressed when the avenger fails to make himself felt as such to him who has done the wrong. It, is, it must be understood that neither by word nor deed had I given Fortunato cause to doubt my goodwill. I continued as was in my way, to smile in his face, and he did not perceive that my smile now was at the thought of his immolation. He had a weak point, this Fortunato, although in other regards he was a man to be respected and even feared. He prided himself on his connoisseurship in wine. Few Italians have the true virtuoso spirit. For the most part, their enthusiasm is adopted to suit the time and opportunity to practice imposture upon the British and Austrian millionaires. In painting and gemmery, Fortunato, like his countrymen, was a quack. But in the matter of old wines, he was sincere. In this respect, I did not differ from him materially. I was skillful in the Italian vintages myself, and bought largely whenever I could. It was about dusk, one evening during the supreme madness of the carnival season, that I encountered my friend. He accosted me with excessive warmth, for he had been drinking much. The man wore motley. He had on a tight-fitting, party-striped dress, and his head was surmounted by the conical cap and bells. I was so pleased to see him that I thought I should never have done wringing his hand. I said to him, "'My dear Fortunato, you are luckily met.' How remarkably well you are looking today, but I have received a pipe of what passes for a Montelado, and I have my doubts. How, said he, a Montelado? A pipe? Impossible, and in the middle of carnival. I have my doubts, I replied, 
and I was silly enough to pay the full Amontillado price without consulting you in the matter. You were not to be found, and I was fearful of losing a bargain. Amontillado? I have my doubts. Amontillado? And I must satisfy them. Amontillado! As you are engaged, I am on my way to Lucrece. If any one has a critical turn, it is he. He will tell me. Lucrece cannot tell Amontillado from Sherry. And yet, some fools will have it that his taste is a match for your own. Come, let us go. Whither? To your vaults. My friend, no, I will not impose upon your good nature. I perceive you have an engagement. Lucrezi, I have no engagement. Come. My friend, no, it is not the engagement, but the severe cold with which I perceive you are afflicted. The vaults are insufferably damp. They are encrusted with nitre. Let us go, nevertheless. That cold is merely nothing. Amontillado, you have been imposed upon. And as for Lucrezi, he cannot distinguish Sherry from Amontillado. Thus speaking, Fortunato possessed himself of my arm, and putting on a mask of black silk and drawing a rocolaire closely about my person, I suffered him to hurry me to my palazzo. There were no attendants at home. They had absconded to make merry in honor of the time. I had told them that I should not return until the morning, and had given them explicit orders not to stir from the house. These orders were sufficient, I well knew, to ensure their immediate disappearance as soon as my back was turned. I took from their sconces two flambeaux, and giving one to Fortunato, bowed him through several suites of rooms to the archway that led to the vaults. I passed down a long and winding staircase, requesting him to be cautious as he followed. We came at length to the foot of the descent, and together stood upon the damp ground of the catacombs of the Montresors. The gait of my friend was unsteady, and the bells upon his cap jingled as he strode. "'The pipe,' he said. "'It is farther on,' said I. "'But observe the white webwork which gleams from these cavern walls.' He turned towards me and looking into my eyes with two filmy orbs that distilled the room of intoxication. Nitre? he asked at length. Nitre, I replied. How long have you had that cough? <coughs> my poor friend found it impossible to reply for many minutes. It is nothing, he said at last. Come, I said with decision. We will go back. Your health is precious. You are rich, respected, admired, beloved. You are happy as once I was. You are a man to be missed. For me it is no matter. We will go back. You will be ill, and I cannot be responsible. Besides, there is Lucrezi. Enough, he said. The cough's a mere nothing. It will not kill me. I shall not die of a cough. True, true, I replied. And indeed, I had no intention of alarming you unnecessarily, but you should use all proper caution. A draft of this medoc will defend us from the damps. Here I knocked off the neck of a bottle, which I drew from a long row of its fellows that lay upon the mold. Drink, I said, presenting him the wine. He raised it to his lips with a leer. He paused and nodded to me familiarly, while his bells jingled. I drink, he said, to the buried that repose around us and I to your long life. He again took my arm, and we proceeded. These vaults, he said, are extensive. The Montresors, I replied, were a great and numerous family. I forget your arms. 
A huge human foot d'or in a field azure. The foot crushes a serpent rampart whose fangs are embedded in the heel. And the motto? Nemo me impune lacessit. Good, he said. The wine sparkled in his eyes and the bells jingled. My own fancy grew warm with the medoc. We had passed through long walls of piled skeletons, with casks and puncheons intermingling into the inmost recesses of the catacombs. I paused again, and this time I made bold to seize Fortunato by an arm above the elbow. The nitre, I said. See, it increases. It hangs like moss upon the vaults. We are below the river's bed. The drops of moisture trickle among the bones. Come, we'll go back before it's too late. Your cough... It is nothing, he said. Let us go on, but first, another draft of Medoc. I broke and reached him a flagon of de Grave. He emptied it at a breath. His eyes flashed with a fierce light. He laughed and threw the bottle upwards with a gesticulation I did not understand. I looked at him in surprise. He repeated the movement, a grotesque one. You do not comprehend, he said. Not I, I replied. Then you are not of the Brotherhood. How? You are not of the Masons. Yes, yes, I said. Yes, yes. You? Impossible. A Mason? A Mason, I replied. A sign, he said. A sign. It is this, I answered, producing from beneath the folds of my roquelaire a trowel. You jest, he exclaimed, recoiling a few paces. But let us proceed to the, Mount the Amontillado. Be it so, I said, replacing the tool beneath the cloak, and again offering him my arm. He leaned upon it heavily. We continued our route in search of the Amontillado. We passed through a range of low arches, descended, passed on, and descending again, arrived at a deep crypt in which the foulness of the air caused our flambeau rather to glow than flame. At the most remote end of the crypt there appeared another less spacious. Its walls had been lined with human remains, piled to the vault overhead in the fashion of the great catacombs of Paris. Three sides of this interior crypt were still ornamented in this manner. From the fourth side, the bones had been thrown down and lay promiscuously upon the earth, forming at one point a mound of some size. Within the wall thus exposed by this displacing of the bones, we perceived a still interior crypt or recess, in depth of about four feet, in width three, in height six or seven. It seemed to have been constructed for no especial use within itself, but formed merely the interval between two of the colossal supports of the roof of the catacombs, and was backed by one of their circumscribing walls of solid granite. It was in vain that Fortunato, uplifting his dull torch, endeavored to pry into the depths of the recess. Its termination, the feeble light, did not enable us to see. Proceed, I said. Herein is the amontillado. As for Lucrezi, he is an ignoramus, interrupted my friend, as he stepped unsteadily forward, while I followed immediately at his heels. In niche, and finding an instant, he had reached the extremity of the niche, and finding his progress arrested by the rock, stood stupidly bewildered. A moment more, and I had fettered him to the granite. In its surface were two iron staples, distanced from each other about two feet horizontally. From one of these depended a short chain, and from the other a padlock. Throwing the links about his waist, it was but the work of a few seconds to secure it. He was too much astounded to resist. Withdrawing the key, I stepped back from the recess. 
Pass your hand, I said, over the wall. You cannot help feeling the nitre. Indeed, it is very damp. Once more, let me implore you to return. No? Then I must positively leave you. But I must first render you all the attentions in my power. The Amontillado! ejected my friend, not yet recovered from his astonishment. True, I replied, the Amontillado. As I said these words, I busied myself among the pile of bones of which I have before spoken. Throwing them aside, I soon uncovered a quantity of building stone and mortar. With these materials, and with the aid of my trowel, I began vigorously to wall up the entrance of the niche. I had scarcely laid the first tier of the masonry when I discovered that the intoxication of Fortunato had in a great measure worn off. The earliest indication I had of this was a low, moaning cry from the depth of the recess. It was not the cry of a drunken man. There was then a long and obstinate silence. I laid the second tier, and the third and the fourth, and then I heard the furious vibrations of the chain. The noise lasted for several minutes, during which that I might hearken to it with the more satisfaction. I ceased my labors and sat down upon the bones. When at last the clinking subsided, I resumed the trowel and finished without interruption the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh tier. The wall was now nearly upon a level with my breast. I again paused, and holding the flambeau over the mason work, threw a few feeble rays upon the figure within. A succession of loud and shrill screams, bursting suddenly from the throat of the chained form, seemed to thrust me violently back. For a brief moment I hesitated. I trembled. Unsheathing my rapier, I began to grope with it about the recess, but the thought of an instant reassured me. I placed my hand upon the solid fabric of the catacombs and felt satisfied. I reapproached the wall. I replied to the yells of him who clamored. I re-echoed, I aided, I surpassed them in volume and in strength. I did this, and the clamorer grew still. It was now midnight, and my task was drawing to a close. I had completed the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth tier. I had finished a portion of the last and the eleventh. There remained but a single stone to be fitted and plastered in. I struggled with its weight. I placed it partially in its destined position. But now there came from out of the niche a low laugh that erected the hairs upon my head. It was succeeded by a sad voice, which I had difficulty in recognizing as that of the noble Fortunato. The voice said, <laughs> A very good joke indeed. An excellent jest. We'll have many a rich laugh about it at the palazzo <laughs> over our wine. <laughs> the Amontillado, I said. <laughs> yes, the Amontillado, but is it not getting late? Will they not be waiting for us at the palazzo, the Lady Fortunato, and the rest? Let us be gone. Yes, I said, let us be gone. For the love of God, Montresor. Yes, I said, for the love of God. But to these words I hearkened in vain for a reply. I grew impatient. I called aloud, Fortunato! No answer. I called again, Fortunato! No answer still. I thrust a torch through the remaining aperture and let it fall within. There came forth in return only a jingling of the bells. My heart grew sick. It was the dampness of the catacombs that made it so. I hastened to make an end of my labor. I forced the last stone into its position. I plastered it up. Against the new masonry, I re-erected the old rampart of bones. For the half of a century, no mortal has disturbed them. 
in pace requiescat. The end. Good job, Joe. Yeah, very nice. Thank you. Nice short one. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the cough you had there. Oh, thank you. We're yeah. working on it. <laughs> I've been practicing hours on it. <laughs> Uh, Colin, uh, you're up with the Freaky State of Mind. Okay. Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of this freaking State of Mind. You know, it's that little segment of our show where we go through each state in alphabetical order, listing some facts about each state. Uh, last week, we ended with the great state of Washington. Now we're moving on to the great state of West Virginia. <laughs> you know, we're coming right to the end here shortly. Only... I think one more, maybe two. I'd uh, have to check. I'm not that smart. Don't remember all the states, but they're there. Um, let's get started then. West Virginia is the only state in the Union to have acquired its sovereignty by proclamation of the President of the United States. West Virginia is considered the southernmost northern state and the north northernmost southern state. Uh, the first state sales tax in the U.S. went into effect in West Virginia on July 1st of 1921. Uh, on January 26, 1960, Danny Heater, a student from Burnsville, scored 135 points in a high school basketball game, earning him a place in the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, the first federal prison exclusively for women in the U.S. was opened in 1926 in West Virginia. The New River Gorge Bridge near Fayetteville is the second highest steel arch bridge in the United States. The bridge is also the longest steel arch bridge, 1,700 feet in the air. Every October on Bridge Day, the road is closed and an individual's parachute and bungee cord jump from 867 feet off the bridge. It's West Virginia's largest single-day event and attracts about 100,000 people each year. Uh, one of the nation's oldest and largest Indian burial grounds is located in Moundsville. It's 69 feet high 900 feet in circumference and 50. That makes no sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's got, it's 69 feet high, 900 feet in circumference and 50 feet high. <laughs> Weird. So, so you tell me how that makes sense and let me know. <laughs> um, an inscribed stone was removed from the vault and is on display in the Smithsonian institution in Washington, DC. Nearly 75% of West Virginia is covered by forests. Uh, West Virginia covers about 24,000 square miles and has a population of about 1.8 million. According to the Crime Index for in 1997, West Virginia had the lowest crime rate in the country. Um, West Virginia's Memorial Tunnel was the first in the nation to be monitored by television. It opened in November 8th, 1954. The first 
rural free mail delivery was started in Charlestown on October 6, 1896, and then spread throughout the United States. <coughs> on February 14, 1824, at Harper's Ferry, John S. Gallagher, Gallagher, yeah. I think Gallagher's right. Well, there's not a second G. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. It's G-A-L-L-A-H-E-R. Weird. Uh, published The Ladies' Garland, one of the first papers in the nation devoted mainly to the interest of women. Outdoor advertising had its origin in Wheeling about 1908 when the Block Brothers Tobacco Company painted bridges and barns with the wording, Treat yourself to the best. Chew mail pouch. Uh, the first electric railroad in the world, built as a commercial enterprise, was constructed between Huntington and Guanadoti. Guy, Guyana Doty, or whatever. On September 10th, 1938, the Mingo Oak the largest and oldest white oak tree in the United States was declared dead and felled with ceremony. Uh, coal House, the only residence in the world built entirely of coal, is located in White Sulphur Springs. The house was occupied on June 1st, 1961. That can't be healthy. No. I mean... An entire house built of coal? Yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> uh, the world's largest shipment of matches, 20 carloads, about, or about 210 million matches, was shipped from Wheeling to Memphis, Tennessee on August 12th, or August 26, 1933. Daniel Boone made his last survey of the church. Of Charleston on September 8th, 1798. He left the state in 1799. Uh, William Tompkins used natural gas to evaporate salt brine in 1841, thus becoming the first person in the United States to use natural gas for industrial purposes. Uh, the last public hanging in West Virginia was held in Jackson County in December of 1897. The first glass plant in West Virginia was at Wellsburg in 1815. The first pottery plant was in Morgantown in 1785. Uh, Miss Minnie Buckingham Harper, a member of the House of Delegates, was a was. House of Delegates by appointment in 1928 was the first African-American woman to become a member of a legislative body in the United States. Uh, the f and for our last fact for this evening, <laughs> the first brick street in the world was laid in Charleston, West Virginia on October 23rd, 1870 on Summer Street between Kanawha and Virginia Streets. So thank you all for joining me this week in a, another segment of This Frickin' State of Mind. Join us next week for our next state. Back to you, Travis. 
Thank you, Cal. <clears throat> freak Joe. Yes. Which freaking on this week? I am uh, freaking on lore, which is a uh, it, it's a fantastic, creepy podcast. If you like just scary stories uh, that are true. But also, they uh, because it was such a successful podcast, Amazon picked it up as a show, which uh, be premiered on Friday the 13th, oddly enough. And uh, you can check it out. It's pretty fantastic. Um, I actually haven't started to watch it yet, but the trailers looked really good, and I really love the podcast. So uh, I'm very excited to, to be getting into that soon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing that. I want to check that out as well. Yeah, let me know what you think. I'm I'm excited to find people to talk about it with if it's good. Oh. Yeah, if it sucks, you know, then we can just not talk about it, but <laughs> How about you, Travis? What are you freaking on this week? Um, well, let's see here. I am freaking on uh this weekend, uh Saturday. I will be down in Pontiac, Illinois again to commentate another wrestling show for the JFW podcast. I'm super excited to be doing that again. And I am also excited that Weirdings is releasing their second episode this week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I'm super excited to hear them again. Uh, huge fan of their podcast. I'm also really excited to get back down to uh, Pontiac and talk about some wrestling. So definitely uh Definitely got a good week ahead. What about you, Conway? Freaking on? I'm freaking on that. I feel like I got a lot of stuff done this week that I wanted to. Um, me and my dad fixed the lines for my washer so I could do laundry. Uh, uh, we went and I got a printer finally. <laughs> my first printer. Uh, also, we were going to install our security light or not security light, but our new porch light. But, uh, that has to be worked out and fixed of how that's going to be done because the wiring's kind of jacked up. Mm -hmm. And then today I, uh, I had to replace the, um, temperature pressure valve on my water heater. Mm hmm. So, and it was a, a pretty quick fix, but it's, I always enjoy learning different things, handyman stuff. So yeah. I really like that. Plus, as I told Joe before the show, I had the most amazing pot roast dinner ever. It was set in a crock pot for eight hours today and it was so juicy and, oh, just fell apart. I'm honestly a little jealous. <laughs> Just sounds so good. Oh, it was. I wish you were here to try some. Me too. But yeah, that's, that's what I am freaking on. Awesome. Hey, Joe. Yes. Through the month of October, the Freak Joe is hanging out here on this freaky show while Geekash Joe has a little break. So while Geekash Joe ain't here, where can our listeners go to uh, get a little more Geekash Joe? If you need more Geekash Joe, you can find him over the Geekash Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find him on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Twitter by searching Geekcast Live.
Nice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching This Freaking Show. Make sure you check out our website, thisfreakingshow.com, where you'll see a list of all the amazing guests that we have had over the last 99 episodes. Keep in mind, next week is our 100th episode, so make sure you check that out, along with the uh, the few guests that uh, we have coming on to celebrate with us. Um, make sure you catch Geekcast Show on Geekcast Live, make sure you check me out on, uh, GFW Podcast, Just Freaking Wrestling, for all your wrestling needs. As always, I am Travesty. I'm Awkward Cow. And I'm The Freak Joe. Thank you for listening to another episode of This Freaky Show. I'm out. <laughs>